All right, here we are. On Low Level Rage. We're back. For your last Saturday night installment. Ever. Well, maybe not ever. At least for 2014. Yeah. We're, we're not planning on doing the show on Saturday ever again, but who knows? I can't predict the future. I don't know about you, Lauren. Maybe. How are our uh, uh, levels sounding? This is the uh, the fun portion of the show where I, uh, I I fill for time a little bit and Lauren checks the levels and that way we can assure you, the listener... Well, I also have to be able to hear myself. The, uh, the best low-level rage listening experience. We want the best for you because you deserve the best. Well, as well as I can tell with these broken headphones, it's fine. Okay, cool. Under my extremely lax definition of fine, which as we have learned from past experience usually means terrible. Bite it, haters. Yeah, right? Yeah, first of all, uh, shout out to the haters. You can't stop us. We feed on your hate. That's yeah. The, that's the new motto of the, of, uh, no. of the show. No. <laughs> we feed on your hate. No. Well, maybe it's just my motto. Then. It's not no news. It's it's. There is no... Uh, we haven't done low-level news in a while. There's there's no news. I think we established that you kind of hate that segment. And I I have no particular fond feelings for it, so it got dropped. Got dropped like a... Uh, Taken out like with the trash. Like a, like a bad sitcom. Got dropped like the Millers, the recently canceled Millers. Was that a sitcom about... The brewing industry? No. That would be great. It was about, like, uh, milling wheat or whatever. You, do you mill wheat? Is that a thing you do? Right? Yeah, that's yeah. even nerdier, though. That can't be real. No, it's not. Chaucer. Um, it could be a Chaucer sitcom. Oh, God. That, that sounds great. That, that I mean, Canterbury Tales, basically halfway to a sitcom already. The Miller's Tale has many situational comic yeah, moments. There's a lot of slapstick, as I recall, right? And sex jokes. Yep. Um, so let me back announce the music. What did I, we hear? Before I forget. We heard Justin Bieber with Mistletoe. The B-52's remix. And that is from his album, Justin Bieber's Christmas Sex Party. Maybe. Before that, the low-level rage theme song, Totally Wired, by The Fall. From their classic album, Grotesque, parenthetical, After the Gram. Before that, Pram, a band that I have not thought of in years. Um, but I, I, for some reason, wanted to hear that song, and it holds up pretty good. And that was Pram with Mother of Pearl. And that's from their uh, pretty good album. I'm going to say pretty good, as I recall. The Museum of Imaginary Animals. Which is a great name for an album, though. So great album name. 
the album itself, pretty good. I give it a B, solid B. For that, we heard McCluskey with the single "There Ain't No Fool in Ferguson," and I took that from their excellent compilation, McCluskeyism. Starting off the set, Nikki Sudden of Swell Maps fame with Forest Fire. That's from his excellent album, Walking to Egypt. Ah, oh, I forgot the name. Ah, oh, dang it. Drink. Hold on. You almost up. made Let's it. This up. I'm looking this up. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to solve this. Um, all right, no, hold on. I think it's Walking to Egypt. What if I see the sad thing is what if I just got it right and didn't have confidence in my own memory? Waiting is it waiting on Egypt? It's waiting on Egypt. Ah, oh, damn it! All right, I'm just gonna. Um, Thanks for participating in another fun round of Tim doesn't remember the music he played. Um, <laughs> uh, let's let's just let me let me redo that. Uh, starting us off, Nikki Sudden of Swell Maps fame. With Forest Fire from his fine album, Waiting on Egypt. The sad thing is, I'm pretty sure... Uh, I think that album's from... Oh, what is it? From 1982? Yeah. So I remember what year it's from. I don't remember the name of the album. It's sad. Anyway, that's the music. So... Jeez, Tim is already defeated. I'm just disappointed in myself, basically. Um, you know what? Moving onward and upward. Yes, it is low-level rage. I'm Lauren. I'm Tim. It is the end of 2014. Yeah. And we're going. We're uh, out in style. I didn't have anything to add after that. We, we could call this episode... It's a general proclamation. Putting 2014 out of its misery. A bit unwieldy. It is. I like the idea, though. First, I would like to say I am... Putting forth a motion to ban talk of the most recent holiday just passed on tonight's show. Yeah. Unless you would like to call and you have something really good to say, really interesting or exciting can, or awful to say. Can we not even like name it? Like, But yes, you can't use the word. I can't use... Okay. If you would like to call and relate a story about the holiday just passed, contact us on Skype at Low Level Rage. Can I use like other names for it? Like, uh, let's see. I can't. I can't use the other names without. No, no. No. Okay. Because we are going to not talk about it at all. So I can't use the one that starts with no. Correct. Okay. I think we've had enough in 2014. 
of this particular holiday. And it is time to move forward. It is the last show of 2014, and a whole year awaits mm -hmm. us. If you're doing something exciting for New Year's, call us and tell us about it. 2015 has a pretty good, like, uh, futuristic sound to it. Like, it sounds like a date when you would predict amazing things to happen. The year is 2015. Right? 2014, not so Aliens much. Aliens walk among us. Right. The president has been replaced with a holographic simulation. Nanobot cereal is in every household. Mmm. Tastes like whatever you want it to until it eats you from the inside. A virus has infected the spaceports, the sentient spaceports. Oh, I wish we had sentient spaceports. up to one man to save us all from not being able to get to work on time. Would a, would a sentient spaceport know where you wanted to go even before you did? I didn't say it was psychic. Oh. It could be. But presumably an advanced enough sentient spaceport would essentially be psychic, right? I might be overthinking this. You're not psychic. Are you? Not that I know of. Maybe I am. I would be pretty weirded out by that. What if I'm psychic and I just never... Like... We need to try to hone your abilities. Yeah. We need to get one of those... Can you do like ESP a... decks where I hold up the card? Can you? Can we make like a impromptu ESP deck? Yeah, yeah, I can get out my notebook. Let's see, here's the thing. With the ESP decks... Okay, maybe I'll have to look this up or something. But did, did the person taking the test know what the, the, the symbols were? Like the the possible symbols were before they were given the test or do they just like in, in some demonstrations okay. so at some I've point I've seen yeah. fictionalized movie demonstrations in which it's just drawings of anything okay I don't have a pen though um I do one second Twenty fourteen has not been a great year for many of us, I think. But if we find out tonight that Tim is psychic, it may turn this whole thing around. Uh fun fact about me, I keep all my pens in a uh Milwaukee Brewers mug. It's a nice place to keep pens because there's plenty of room, uh, but it sort of looks nice too. It's festive. It's like a festive way to, to uh to both store and display your pens. Just uh, that's a uh, that's a, t a Tim's household tip for everyone out there. If you've got like a mug or a uh, a glass maybe available, I use a jar. A jar is another great receptacle for pens and pencils. You can mix the pens and pencils together if you like. A real free spirit, Tim is. I keep it on my dresser. That way I know where it is whenever I need a pen. I don't think you're psychic because this pen doesn't work. Well, that doesn't prove anything. I didn't say I was, you know, uh, you know, like an, an ink psychic. Just maybe like a, um, uh, 
Your shape's on paper, psychic. All right, let me. I'll grab. I'll grab another pen. Maybe you should give me a pencil. Yeah. Keeping it old school. It's a classic brand of uh, pencil right there, too. The Dixon Ticonderoga. Yep. You guys owe me 50K. Probably, I think that's a David Reese approved brand. I could be wrong. The Pencil King himself, David Reese. The Lord of Pencils. Kind of sounded like I was mocking David Reese there, but actually I'm a really big fan, just to be clear. Um, oh, am I doing shape? Are we starting with shapes or are we just starting with pictures? Let's start, let's start with shapes. If I do well enough at shapes, we can move on to pictures. Okay, so right. how does this work? Do so, I, is it do I do just one of any shape, or can I do multiples of one shape? Oh, so we do like num like it'd be a combination of number of uh, numbers and shapes. And then you could make it really complicated having colors, but I only have a pencil. Let's start with just shapes. Okay, just one of a yeah. Shape. Give me like like one of so, six, like one of five or six shapes. I would say. Diamond, circle, square, triangle, and squiggle. Diamond, circle, square, triangle, and squiggle. Yeah. Uh, also, can you could you please describe the pose I'm making for the listener? Tim looks like he is debating the most important chess move he's ever made. Hold on, I'm going to switch it up. Now he looks like he is imitating the Rodin sculpture at the Thinker. Okay, I think that'll do. I almost looked while you were drawing. I apologize. I'm going to grid it out real quick so I can do several. I feel like the pose is really important for uh, psychic bullshit. You know, like if you, you, you get well, you gotta, you gotta way sell to it. blow it up ahead of time. Well, I'm just saying, you know, when I say bullshit, I don't mean it's not true. I just mean it's, you know, the general, that general, you know, that general, the world of psychic-y stuff. You know, telekinesis and telepathy and pyro pyrokinesis. Is that a thing? Pyro pyro. I don't think that's a thing usually people claim that they actually can do. Make fire with their mind? Yes. Okay. But in that one movie. Uh, Firestarter? <laughs> There's a pyrokinetic in Hellblazer. You're not thinking of the song Firestarter by the Prodigy. Ah, indeed. The one that goes, I'm the Firestarter! I'm the instigator. Whoop, 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 whoop. Whoop, 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 whoop. Something like that, right? That goes something in that uh, general vicinity. I don't, I don't. That was a perfect rendition. I would like to say that I'm pleased to see that in the chat, Brian David received for the holiday we're not talking about. Oh. A fever ray and an... Andrew Stott CD. 
I like that he was respectful and called him Andrew Stock. I couldn't remember. That's why I paused, actually. I couldn't remember if he actually went by Andrew or Andy. I, I think that he heard of, uh, not to, not to, I don't want to toot our own horn here, our own horn. That's to, basically to what he just said. Horns. That's oh, why he did I, say that. Yeah, that's right. That's why I bring it up uh, because I'm pleased yeah. that we are all listening to Fever Ray and Andy Stott together. It's like we, we combined. I, 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 I uh, played the Andy, a few Andy Stott tracks and you played a few Fever Ray tracks. And uh, it's, ni- it's nice, it's nice. You know what I'm going to say? Like to this day, when someone discovers music through me in any way, I am happy and a little proud of myself in a way that is probably not entirely earned. Like, I feel almost, We all need things to live for. Yeah, well. Oh, I, I totally do that too, though. Yeah. Like, there's no way he ever would have heard of either of those acts if we hadn't played them on the show. Impossible. Clearly. Okay, are we ready for ESP test number one? Yeah, let me just. Uh, I want to. I want to remind myself of the shapes available to me. Okay, and then I have nine. So we're just going to do a battery of nine, and I'm not going to tell you if you're correct or not. Okay. So the the shapes are, if I can't remember the shapes, I'm probably not going to do very well, because that should really just be a given that you. That you no, but remember. that's not so much about okay. psychic ability. The shapes are circle, square, diamond, diamond, triangle, triangle, and squiggles. Yes. Okay. Circle, square, diamond, triangle, a squiggles. Yes. Okay. All right. Now Card d- number one. I don't look. I, I can keep looking in this direction. I, right now, I want to paint a picture for everyone. I'm facing away from Lauren. I'm not looking at her, at her at all. There's a mirror, but I'm not looking at the mirror. The mirror is... If I looked at the mirror, I could probably see her. I don't know if I could see the... No. The cards are card. facing away from okay, you. Okay, All right. As far as I know, there's nothing in the room revealing the nature Other of the shape Other than your own psychic ability. My own innate, God-given psychic ability. Because psychic ability, psychic ability is given by God, as we all know. Probably more Satan than God, if we're being honest, right? Sounds like more of a Satan thing to me. Regardless. Unclear. Some kind of big crazy guy in the sky um are you ready yep i'm ready all right card number one okay let me get back in my psychic concentration pose just give me one second i'm seeing triangle okay card number two still seeing triangle that might not be i might need to change the pose all right card number three circle card number four squiggles card number five 
it kind of it's, it kind of started off as square, but then it came it went back to being a circle again. So I'm gonna say circle. Uh, although that said, maybe in the psychic world, first guess, best guess. So I'm gonna go with square. Card number six. Squiggles. Seven. Diamond. Eight. Square. And nine. Squiggles. I am sorry to report... None of them? ...that you did not get any of them correct. However, you did correctly guess that there was a two-triangle sequence. The only repeated card. It was just later in the series. I'd like to... to, um acknowledge Callie in the chat is accusing me of just uh, liking to say squiggles and you are absolutely correct that's a great word and if I can find any excuse to say squiggles I will squiggles I didn't even have a reason there I just felt like doing it so it wasn't really an accusation it was more a, uh, a, um, a suspicion I suppose Okay. okay. So do, you, that, do you wanna do you wanna do one more? Or yeah. Do you yeah, wanna because maybe it takes practice. You have to really visualize. Right. It might be practice. It might be like um, maybe I'm not thinking about the answer hard enough because you're supposed to also I think be reading. Oh yeah, me, yeah, yeah. You of? gotta you gotta think you gotta think about it. like like really like yell it in your head. You know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let me let me drop another battery of nine. Same shapes. Are you gonna are you gonna random? I guess it doesn't really matter if you randomize them since it's like a I'm, I'm supposed to be like reading. The part of the issue there also was I was not trying to read your mind, but basically that's what I'm doing right is reading your mind. This is like a this is. This, this, I think you're supposed. I think maybe there's two variants and you're supposed to be able to read the card, but I think there's some okay. idea that you also are reading the person. Okay, let me. I let, don't know. Let me try that this time. See if that works better. Okay, let's see. One one moment, please. Everybody, just uh, let me just wait. It'll be one moment. Um, if you like, you can get up and stretch your arms. Uh, take a deep breath. Think about. Okay. What are we thinking about? How psychic activity affects you and your family. All right. Are you ready to go? Yes. Okay. Let me assume my psychic concentration pose once more. All right. And I'm, I'm thinking very hard. Card number one. Triangle. Card number two. Diamond. Card number three. Triangle. Card number four. Squiggles. Card number five. Diamond. Card number six. 
square. Card number seven. Diamond. Card number eight. Squiggles. And card number nine. Circle. You got one of them. Hey! I'm I'm doing... Uh, Maybe we're both learning. Maybe we're forging a psychic I'm mind doing link. well below what the statistical, just random... Like, it should be like one in five, approximately, right? That's the idea. If you actually like did this over a long enough, a big enough sample size. It should be high, like significantly higher. Yeah. I'm doing much worse than... <laughs> If I just, well, frankly, if I just guessed the same shape over and over again, I probably would do much better. Right, in theory, right, over a long enough timeline, doing that would render one in five. Right. So you should be doing six or seven out of nine. Maybe I'm like the opposite of psychic. Not psychic? Yeah. No, well, no. Like, that's that's just, that's just like the absence of a condition. I'm like, uh... Like if I go into a room with a psychic, I make them less psychic. Oh, you're 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 a. What would you call that? Like anti-psychic. A, there's a, a Alfred Bester novels. He Is has there? really. Anti-psy. Huh. Anti-psy. No, no. Yeah. Um, like dampers. Oh, I'm a cool. Yeah, it's, as Brian David in the chat has proposed, cooler. That's that's apt. Put beers in them. There's also, I think, in um, I don't think you've read this one, but in the in uh, old Phil K. Dick's The Game Players of Titan, there's a really fun uh, game scene where where they strategically use somebody who is an anti, uh, like a damper or a cooler, for psychic ability. It's really cool. It's actually it's a great scene. I thought Game Players of Titan was about playing basketball on the moon. I wish. A moon. Oh, I want to play basketball so bad lately. Ugh. I hate... This is the, the worst part about winter is that it's really hard to get sports together. If you're like... If you're someone who likes me... who, If you're someone like me who likes to play sports badly for fun. And I do. I have no pretensions of being good at them. I just need to run around and preferably throw a and catch or, or pass. Throw, catch, pass, kick, shoot, block a ball. So yeah, yeah I, we could do another one, but I think it's pretty, it's pretty do well. Do you think that you're psychic? Yeah. Do you if wanna, so, oh, call in. We can test you. Call us on Skype at Low Level Rage, and we'll find out if you're psychic. We should come up with, with some more tests. Are there any, any more like of psychic abilities? Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe I'm just not good at shapes. Maybe you could see colors better. Oh uh, yeah, I, I have a, an artistic soul, so that might. Probably true. I'm saying I have the soul of an artist, but not the hands of one. Whoops. 
Nobody thinks they're psychic. What if you don't even know? What do you mean? Like if you if you don't know that you're psychic, wouldn't something you could... the listeners? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you, why you, you guys you get you afraid to explore the uh, the supernatural? Is this too Alex Jonesy? Is that the, the problem? Extra sensory. Is this really is this really Alex Jonesy? I don't know who like, that is. It's like he's like a late night, uh, late night radio creep. Oh. I only know Art Bell. Oh, he's sort of like, yeah. I, may, I might be thinking more of Art Bell. Does Art Bell have, like, psychic stuff on? I don't know. He has the UFOs. Yeah, it's Art Bell. Alex Jones is more political and, and uh, libertarian and, yeah, lizard men and stuff. Ah, yeah, see, oldie lizard men. Yeah. Well. I feel like Alex Jones does some, some, some like, uh, paranoid... Uh, alien stuff too but maybe i'm wrong it's entirely possible i don't i the only person i know who does it is art bell because i don't listen to a lot of late night spaceman radio oh, i should listen to that stuff more i bet i'd like that now but then the problem is like do i become like a, uh, an art bell caller that that sounds like a no no bad life choice no no let's not do that resolved in 2015 not to become an art bell caller what if I become like the best Art Bell caller though? Like, like he's really excited when I call in. I always, I always, uh, I show up, I swing the back, and I hit a home run every time. You know, like a like a crazy home, a crazy person home run. Like if it's if it's all just made up, right? If it's, if it's all just like uh, stuff I invent for the show, like my paranoia, uh, my delusions of of grandeur and whatnot, then it's fine. If it's just a character I'm doing for Art Bell, it might be fun. I could be like, here, what would my character be if I called him Art Bell? Like a, uh, like a, like a security guard, maybe? No. That's, that's not bad. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. Maybe like a security guard who works at a museum? I don't know. Could you sell it? We'll have to think about more. We have, we, have, I have, we have to develop the character more if I'm going to do it. I'm not going to do it, probably. But I have a coworker I would like to convince to call Art Bell and form a conspiracy theorist friendship with him. Maybe that will be my one of my 2015 kinda, resolutions. I kind of want to listen to Art Bell now. It sounds pretty good. Just put Art Bell's archives on our show and just be silent for the rest of the program I used to listen to uh, Harry Shearer's late night show until I realized I was only listening because it, it uh, put me to sleep take that Harry Shearer zing you're boring it's better than reading a boring book to fall asleep because a radio program can't fall on your face unless it's this radio right? program we wait a metric ton the radio program, not both of us. I am a robot. I weigh a lot. Uh, Brian David in the chat has just informed us that there is a YouTube clip of someone calling up Alex Jones, describing the plot of the video game Half-Life and Alex Jones completely buying it, which is amazing. That is 
extremely delightful. Wow. Thank you. Just oh, thinking about that. I kind of want to watch that now. We might have to play that on the air. Warms the cockles of my heart. We... we had things to do tonight. I know, but I kind of want to I kind of want to watch that. If it's if it's if it's brief, right? Oh, wait. Oh, it's just Alex Jones. We can't really watch No, but we, it's just it would just be it's a radio show. So a radio yeah, show. Yeah. If if Brian, if you can link to that, I would like to play it on the air. Um, or I at can't... least like a bit of it. Yeah, I'm just curious. If it's like yeah. ten minutes long. I don't right. feel very if it's interested. In, if it's in the space of, of like if it's in the the uh, uh, within spitting dif- distance of two minutes, then that's fine. But yeah, we do have other other things planned for the show. Um, we were going to attempt in a further psychic vein to find out our collective or individual horoscopes for 2015. Or we could dial it down some. I actually almost typed horror scope. Don't do that. Um, I don't know. Should we go to like astrology.horoscope.com? Is that, how's that sound? Or be like, like personal horoscope that we're looking for? Personal horoscope. Findyourfate.com. Oh dear. Clicking on that one. Ooh, maybe we could do it for the show. Ah, I like that. We know we know the show's date of birth. Was it? Uh, what, what, what was the? What was the date? The show was born on March second, twenty fourteen, at nine p.m. Okay. So, is this going to ask for a date of birth? Is that how that works? The good ones do. Oh, really? Okay. This one seems kind of like BS. A lot of hooey. Um, tomorrowsedge.net. Okay, let's see. Let's do like birth date horoscope. Okay. This, this world is like, I don't know where to look for these things. Is the problem. Lauren, can you look into it and see if you can find something that looks promising? I am. Brian, Brian David has included some okay. information for you. Let's, uh... Alex Jones is off the hook. Don't play that ad over there. Let's go east of the Rockies. You're on Coast to Coast. Hi there. Hi. Hi, George. Yes, sir. Hi. My name is uh, Gordon. I'm, uh, I'm a theoretical physicist. I work at a research facility. And uh, something very mystical has been happening to me so far. Um, there's this man. He... I'll describe him. He looks the same every day, and he's been stalking me. He's a middle-aged man in a blue-tinged suit, and he has very pale skin with dark hair, and he always carries a briefcase. Hmm. And whenever I see him, he he always he seems to adjust his tie and, and brush himself off, and I've never seen him up close. And the mystical thing about it is that whenever I see him, he's always in a place I can access, such as another room blocked off by, by a window or down the hallway or on the other side of a door or walking across a catwalk. 
He's doing a pretty good job of, of not losing his, uh, his cool during this call. And then the most the weirdest thing was yesterday. I uh, wanted to get uh, access to this room, um, and I wanted to go to the short way, so I tried to open this door. He was on the other side. I saw him through the window, and he locked the door on the other side. And I had to go the long way around, and he was gone. And the only way that he could have left was go my way or through the door, but the door was still locked from that side. Now, um, I and a colleague, a friend of mine who's in security named Barney, uh, we call him the G-Man, and most of my other colleagues will not even, I think they must know of this man, but they do not mention him. I can see it in their eyes when I talk to them about it, that there's some type of fear. You think he's like a government worker? Yeah, uh, I was thinking, that's why we call him the G-Man. He looks like it. Uh, he, he has a suit. Uh, no, no personality, right? No personality. Uh, well, he has a very blank face on him and i mean he it seems he always has this tick of uh, adjusting his okay top. that's enough good joke pretty good joke i feel like the 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 caller is running out of material a little bit i would like to, would like to know how alex jones responds and he's just been quiet so far like he's just sort of it's not alex jones oh it's not okay Gordon Freeman. Not even Alex Jones would buy that one. Or George Nori. I don't know anything about Alex Jones. One of these people. I have decided that next week we will look up the horoscope for the show ahead okay. of the show. Yeah, that's a good idea. And then we can find out how the program will go based on that information. So next time, not today. So you have that to look forward to uh, next Friday, our regular time, 9 to 11. And, but thank you to those of you who, who are listening in tonight. It's not like the program's over. We still got true. A, a, over an hour we here do. with you. Plenty of time. Plenty of fun to be had. By us and by you, the listener. The low levelies. That's not good. Ew. That's pretty bad. Ew. That's the worst one yet. We have, have we done rages? Is that a thing yet? Remember when they called themselves the Gregos? I do remember that, yeah. But uh, Greg has, has not participated in the program Greg has in a abandoned way us. so uh basically greg you're dead to me bye gregor's p you're cool i am a greg dead to me well good thing they're different guys oh yeah they're different guys Did we wish to discuss films I've never seen? Yeah, we started to... Uh, this isn't necessarily what inspired the topic, but it, I, th I thought it would be a good example for the topic. Um, one second. So James Ransone... The actor who played the character Ziggy on the 
beloved television series, The Wire, recently tweeted. Let's see if I can find it here. Sorry, he's, he's too busy retweeting people who hate his character on The Wire, which is, I think, a great move. <laughs> I support it 100%. Um, here's the tweet. Trading Places might be the best Marxist Christmas movie of all time. Now, for those of you who don't know, uh, Trading Places is a classic. Oh, I didn't want to start with this one. Oh, we don't have to. Well, okay, we can do it. But go ahead and explain it. One. Um, don't lean back too far there, Lauren. You're going to pull your headphones out. <laughs> this thing kills my back, guys. Um, sitting the way that I'm sitting yeah. kills my Not back. Not the radio show itself. Uh, it, I guess in a indirect way, the radio show kills your back. Uh, Training Places is a classic 80s comedy directed by John Landis. He of he Polar Ex- Express. I think he did Polar Express. That's his, not his finest movie, but it is his creepiest movie. Uh, starring Dan Aykroyd. Second billing, Eddie Murphy. And it is the classic rich guy switches places with poor guy story but uh, with a angry 80s like angry at yuppies angry at like uh, investment bankers angry at rich people in general kind of thing to it so that's all I'm gonna say it's called trading places you're just supposed to give me the title though I know well okay now I know too much okay well so that, that so yeah we can't do this one anymore we kind of can, though. I didn't give you that much. Can you just explain it to me in a funny way? I'd rather just... If I'm going to if I'm gonna play the game, guess what the movie's about. I want to do it with no info- information okay, at all. Let's just skip this one. Basically, uh, Dan Aykroyd's a commodities trader, and then uh, his, his horrible, rich bosses... Um, start a bet to see if they could replace him with a dude off the street and if, if that guy would also be good at commodities trading. And then for a while, Eddie Murphy replaces him and becomes like a rich, successful commodities trader. And then Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd team up to bilk the rich bosses and they take over. That's great. Ah, Yes. In the classic genre of our bosses are terrible. Yeah. Uh, he's not really... He's not, so I, I, it's trading places. To be clear, Eddie Murphy is not just like uh, a bum. He's like a hustler. Not that that's like, you know, not to judge one or the other there, but just to define his character a little better. So he didn't just pick some random dude. No, he's like a, he's a streetwise dude. There's also, I think that's, that movie also features the implied sexual relations between a man and a gorilla, um, which is like played as like it's like as if it's fun, and it's kind of weird. It's a little weird. It's like a joke that uh, I think it lands wrong, basically. Is there any way for that joke to ra- land no. right? No. I was trying to be. I was being kind to the joke. Not all jokes deserve it. 
Okay, so we can try with a different movie then. Have you seen uh, another Eddie Murphy film, Coming to America? No, isn't it just live action Five Goes West? I'm not going to say whether it is or isn't. Unless you want me to. Do you want me to? I mean, not all of these have to be. And I'm not going to have a whole, I'm not going to have like a detailed thing for all of this, you know? So he's a mouse, he's a mouse, right? And he's in a mouse suit. I wish. And he stows away on a boat, but he's a person-sized mouse. Am I supposed to? I mean, like, I, I, so we, we, let's, let's figure. Let's, let's hone in on what this 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 bit's gonna be. Am I gonna help you figure out what this movie is, uh, or what? Like, do I, do you want like, do you want me to like help you flesh out this uh, the description? Well, you can't just be like, no, that's wrong, because I know it's wrong. I know. I'm, tr- I'm trying to say like, should I say no? <laughs> that's not what it's about. Because you nailed it, though. You nailed it. That's actually that actually is the plot of coming to America. That's that's apparently you are the one who's psychic. More mouse suits in comedy, please. It would be pretty good. I would like to see. Don't you mock me? No, Eddie. No, I mean like Eddie Murphy now in a in a mouse suit. Actually, that's even better than young Eddie Murphy in a mouse suit. Like fifty-five-year-old Eddie Murphy in a mouse suit, pretty good. He's not that old. He's probably like. But it's not. It's not like a mascot suit. It's like just like like a like mouse a, ears. Like uh, the rat guy from Beekman's World. From what? Yeah, look it up. Rat guy, Beekman's World. Ugh. That was a. You guys. Exasperated. Ugh. I sat on a plane all day, and now I am sitting in the most uncomfortable possible okay. sitting zone. That, that might be a, a... That sounds like I'm torturing you. I am going to sell my belongings to purchase a You're chair. Literally sitting on a futon. As the person who has experienced this, I will say that it's okay. pretty uncomfortable. Well, I, I have offered to switch with you in the past. So, he, Tim's looking at pictures of something the rat guy from to do World. with mice yeah it's a guy in a big big rat suit it's great it's on a kid's show that's not terrifying at all it was a little bit terrifying why is it pear-shaped oh and uh, 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 uh credit goes to callie in the chat who did guess that it was lester from beekman's world well done I don't know why he was pear-shaped. I don't remember anything about him other than I think I, I was, as a kid, weirded out, but on the whole positive. I had on the whole positive feelings about Lester from Beekman's World. Which was a science show that featured a man in a giant rat suit. Well, a man in a man-sized rat suit. It wasn't really a giant but if it had been a rat, it would have been. True.
No, I think you should help me by providing occasional details that are in the actual movie that mesh with the details that I am providing. Okay. Okay. But that's too complicated. No, let's try it again. I just wasn't clear on my role in this. Uh, uh, it was never fully fleshed out by me, other than that I don't want to spend five minutes okay. talking. All right, here's a good one. I was going to say that I believe that the plot of Love Actually is a science fiction film set in a hospital ward in which the diagnosis is, ooh, love, actually. It's pretty good. It's terminal. Hijinks ensue as they attempt to find an antidote or vaccine. Antidotes are for poison. Okay, let's try this one. There's a clue in the name of the movie. No clue that I can't screw up. Lauren, describe the plot of Joe versus the volcano. It's 45 seconds long. A man jumps into a volcano. Perfect. Tom Hanks' only line in Joe versus the volcano is, The volcano has a lot of lines, actually, though. It it (laughs) makes many squelches. I don't think I did the squelch into the uh, microphone, but that's okay. It's a really, really convoluted plot to Joe versus the volcano. I forgot about that. I have never even heard of that. It's uh, one of the classic Hanks, Meg Ryan romantic comedy features of the early... Is she dressed up as a volcano? (laughs) He falls in love with the volcano. It's voiced by Meg Ryan. Also a pretty lady. Oh, no, just a volcano. Just a a volcano with the voice of a pretty lady, yeah. You've got magma. Shoots out a magma in the shape of an envelope. Is Meg Ryan kidnapped by a volcano? No. I mean, do you want to know the actual plot? And Joe has to save her? Not particularly. Don't worry. He is a down... Not unless you can synopsize it briefly. He is a downtrodden everyman, though. Don't worry. Oh. Um, what a surprising role for him. He's, he's described as joyless, listless, and chronically sick. No wonder this was a bomb. <laughs> But that's the kind of protagonist I identify with. Okay, so here's a fun fact. <laughs> Meg Ryan's character in this movie actually literally describes herself as a flipper to gibbet. You can't do right? that. Has anyone in the history of mankind described themselves as a flipper to gibbet? Has anyone besides you ever used that word I, for I've, real? I, I've actually used it before. It's the sad thing. No, I've heard you do it. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. why I put you uh, put in a yeah. Tim-specific proviso. It's a great word. I'm not fond of it. What's not to like? It's fun to say. Occasionally apt. 
in fairness to me, I only use it to describe badly written female characters in things like this movie. I don't think I use it to describe actual people ever. So give me credit for that. Credit, please. I thought you wanted the check. Check, please. It sounds like part of innards, you know? Like giblet. Oh, sounds like giblet, yeah. Or gimlet. Mmm. Tasty cocktail drink. Flibbers. <sighs> okay. You might have convinced me <laughs> by, by saying flibbers. <laughs> See? That's me. The ruiner. Let's, let's do another one. This is from Tim's men- extensive me- mental encyclopedia of terrible movies that nobody else has ever I seen. I actually remember liking Joe versus the Volcano as a kid. I'm because thinking, he I was might be wrong. Joyless. Um, all right, this is this is a an Academy Award winning film. I'm gonna give you. If, if, let's, let's try it this way. I'll, I'll say the name of the movie and provide you with one detail about the movie, and from that. You have to try to fill in the gaps. Does that work? Maybe. You realize this whole thing is premised on or predicated on the fact that I don't care. Yeah. All right. This is this is the uh, beloved Academy Award winning film. Kramer. Seabiscuit. Oh, God, no. Kramer versus Kramer. Seabiscuit is about when you're on it. It's a naval story about, about wet biscuits. It's a naval. It's a naval romance about how to. You're just ignoring the movie. Seafaring I just men. Picked it. You can't. We can't do this if you're just going to name other movies and then do that. Overboard. That completely defeats the purpose of this. What is this Kramer movie? Kramer versus Kramer. Biscuit. That one was suggested by Callie. It's pretty good. It's not a real movie though. Yet. The detail I'm going to give you is that it stars Dustin Hoffman and Meryl Streep. They're sibling attorneys who find themselves on the opposite sides of the courtroom in a high-profile case about... Um, pharmaceutical patents and behind the scenes they are drawn into a an extremely tangled web of intrigue and pill popping this is pretty good Uh, I like this movie a lot better than the actual movie um, something extremely terrible happens to the family member of one of the siblings in this rivalry, which they are continuing to escalate because they both wish to win the case Okay, and make off with untold millions. 
No, they're both making a lot of money. They're lawyers. Never mind. But something terrible happens, and it, it draws them back together. Sort of. But they're lawyers. I don't want the, this to turn into the end of uh, trading spaces. Can can the uh, can the, the tagline for Kramer versus Kramer, this version, be, whoever wins, we lose? Right? That's that would be good. pretty good. Yeah. Because they're both awful. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, and the drug itself is something that should definitely be banned. I don't know if I want to know the actual plot now. It's just a dumb divorce movie. Oh, lame. Yeah. All right, here's a good one. I don't think you've seen this one, so this could this could be okay. The cult classic. La Montaña Sagrada, also known as, I butchered that horribly, I apologize, The Holy Mountain. Oh, but I have seen Purchase Damn it, Holy you have Mountain. seen that. Oh, okay. All right. I haven't seen all of it. That's not really an appropriate film to ask somebody to make no, up a right. plot for. Because How it, dare you yeah. <laughs> try to trick me? Have you seen this one? I kind of I kind of know what that's about. Okay. Alright. I don't know if I know well enough though. I don't know. That one might be too easy. Chat, you can suggest films. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, chat. I have seen pretty much none of them. For those probably. of you uh, just joining us, if anyone is, um, we are L- Lauren doesn't know western film as well as she knows would you say like east asian film can we say sure right i don't i mean i don't want to be too broad but like so we're kind of that's accurate okay so we're kind of like i'm giving her just the name of of just the title of a film and she has to fill in what the plot is the single detail helps yeah with a single detail uh if you would like to call us and either talk about films or talk about your New Year's resolutions or really anything, contact us on Skype at Low Level Rage. The next film we will we will be uh, discussing. Oh, here's a good one. Dash Fla- Dash Flanagan in the chat has just suggested a great one. I assume you haven't seen it. It's actually a good movie too. The Manchurian. Oh, have you seen this one? No, it has the. I mean, it has the famous turn, right? It does. Okay, so you know you know the plot too well then. Okay. Unfortunately, we were we were going to do the Manchurian Candidate, but I'm an idiot, but I'm not completely out of touch with the culture. So instead, our next uh, describe a film. It's got. It's got to be a better name for this bit. Than describe a film. Is look who's talking, Callie, the one with the babies? It is. It is the one with the babies. And there's like four of them? Yeah. Favorite movie when I was like four, I think. Do the babies talk? Yeah. With the voice. Uh, in, in the, the in, voice in of the, adults. In the first one, it's Bruce Willis. In the second one, it's Bruce Willis and... Right, because there's two of them. Roseanne Barr. I only remember the poster. All right, next film. 
Uh, it is kind of balderdash for movies, the game we're playing. Death Race 2000. The classic B-movie. So I'm just gonna give I'm gonna give the the like background to the film. In an alternate timeline of 1975, the oil crisis has caused mass panic, and both the Republican and Democratic parties have collapsed into a single bipartisan party. And the United Provinces of America is formed and run by an authoritarian, totalitarian dictatorship. Meanwhile, one man for the presidency, no, wait, to be the next dictator, has to win. Now, now all, all fake elections are decided by who wins. What is, um... Oh, I can't. I'm not gonna be able to make this land if I can't remember what the game is called. What's the game where you 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 do a spree in a supermarket? Oh, shopping spree. Yeah, it's it's like the but it's the dash. Like a game show, you mean? Yes. Oh, the one where you like. Why can't I? It's gone from my head. You basically like find stuff in, at the at the supermarket and put it in your cart. Yes. Right. Okay. No, but what is it called? It's a shopping spree? No. It's, it's like it was an actual thing. Let's see. I can figure it out here. Shopping spree. I spelled shopping wrong. Got to delete that. Shopping spree. Game show. Thank you, Callie. I was going... I, I knew it had alliteration. Super, oh, supermarket spree. Okay. I couldn't remember if it was like... Supermarket Sprint. It was close, but no cigar. Basically, it's Supermarket Sweep in the Mall of America with cars. Oh, nice. And if you win, you get a bunch of loot to put in your new dictator house. And if you lose, you get your head cut off by somebody's tricked out vehicle. You know what's funny is that's the closest you've been on think on all of these movies. Yes! Because I, Death Race is like, it features like a transcontinental race where you get extra points for killing people. Right, but the winner does become the new president of the United States. I, I mean, that was that was pretty obvious. Yeah. I wish it took place in the Mall of America, though. It was one of uh, Sylvester Stallone's earliest roles, not as the hero, as the villain. Wahahaha! <laughs> yeah. Callie has suggested a film called Ladybugs that I have never even heard of. I don't think I've seen... I, 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 I know what Ladybugs is about. Um, so I will describe one detail about Ladybugs. Without looking, I, I believe that it's Walter Matthau coaching a... Oh heck, is it Walter Matthau? I can't remember. Yeah, I know. It's Ronnie Dangerfield coaching a girls soccer team. The ladybugs? Yes. Do they win the 
I don't even know. I'm not sure what to say about it other than it's surrounding Dangerfield coaching a girls' soccer team, right? Like, that's... That's kind of it, yeah. though. Like, that is the joke, I right? gave too much away, I think. Right, like, I mean, I don't know if there's even an idea there other than it's goofy that he coaches them and then they overcome adversity and then they win something. I have a, I have a good one. Unless you actually know the, the plot already. You might, I'm, I'm guessing you will, actually. So this is probably a bad one. I'm talking about the 1986 fantasy film... Highlander. Oh, I have seen that. Damn it! Sorry. It's not very good either. But have you seen John Carpenter's classic film Escape from New York? That's not fair. Basically making up any plot to a John Carpenter film will sound like what I'm talking about. Like, you could read the Wikipedia entry, and I'm sure it would sound exactly like most of the garbage that has just poured out of my mouth, except better. It's pretty, yeah, it's, yeah, you probably would have more or less nailed it. Hmm. Hmm. Ooh, I have a good, I have a good one. All right. This is, a, 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 in its own way, a cult classic. A 2006 remake of a horror classic. That's right, I'm talking about Neil LeBute's Wicker Man. Don't they put a bunch of people in it and burn them to death? Incorrect. I had a copy of that book. I don't remember what it's about other than it's like kind of culty. I'm going to give this sentence out of context because you're right. When he arrives at the island where Rowan was last seen, he begins to suspect something sinister is afoot with the neo-pagans who reside in the island. Obviously, this film includes at least one extended montage of basket weaving. I should also mention that it, it, it does star Nicolas Cage as well. Good heavens. And I'm not bringing that up because of the internet's weird fascination with Nicolas Cage. It's just important for context. It's almost too weird for me to get a handle on. Okay, fair enough. Like, you just told me the plot of the movie. A bunch of pagans live on an island, and there's a dude made out of wicker. It was weird. 
That sounds like something that you would make up if you were pitching things that would never get greenlit. They really don't put a bunch of people inside him and burn it to death. Burn no, them they to just, death. They just put Nicholas Cage in. Oh, they just put I one person yeah. inside of it. Yeah. Oh. Well, I had the right idea. Oh yeah, yeah. You're just... It would be much better if they built like a tr- a huge like Power Ranger out of Wicker, and then it was a bunch of different people inside of it. And they weren't burned to death. They just they just transformed into a no they were burned to death oh, okay but the movie was like them being captured final destination style but without the like random slang but they can't escape their fate as part of this wicker man the burning of which will bring about the end of the world and then they get like comically smushed into this wicker thing. That's fun. And then the world is saved when the guy who was spending all of his time building the wicker man instead of attending basket weaving class. He does a bad job. He did a bad job and it basically just falls over and everyone escapes. Can the end of the and movie... then they pan out really far, like at the end of one of the Jurassic Park movies. I was hoping the end of the movie would be like... And then there's dinosaurs. It, it cuts to him, and he does like a shrug at the camera. Like, whoops! Right? Better yeah. luck next time! Yeah, exactly. Well, you can't win them all. See ya, folks! Just He shakes his head sadly to his report card for his basket weaving class. It just says F-. minus. I have another one for you. That, that was way better than the actual Wicker Man, by the way. Like, a lot. <laughs> let's do let's do one more and maybe take a little music okay. break. Uh, this is the number one. This is ranked number one in IMDb's. That's the Internet Movie Database. Top Ooh. 250. Facts. Dropped. Based on over a million votes. But what number is this? This is number one. It's number one. I'm number one. The greatest movie ever, according to IMDb. The Shaw Shank Redemption. I've seen that. Damn it. Sorry. Right. Fairly recently also. Really? Weird. What'd you think? Within the past five years. Best movie of all time? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it is my number one greatest hit movie. Okay, I have another one then. Directed by Kenosha, Wisconsin's own Orson Welles. The Magnificent Ambersons. And I'll give you one detail. Tell me if you need more. The Ambersons are by far the wealthiest family in the small Midwestern city of Indianapolis. One more detail. It is the turn of the 20th century, and life is peaceful. But they're hiding a dark secret. Mm. When did 
Can you? Can you? Uh, this is turn of the century. People were still boozing at the turn of the century, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, turn of the twentieth century. Yeah, I think that's pre. I think there was still. Yeah, that, that's pre uh, prohibition. Yeah, of course. One one request. Can you please call one of the characters Daddy Amberson? No. Damn it. Denied. Why wouldn't you call him Papa Amberson? Because Daddy Amberson's creepier. It is, but it doesn't have the same ring. How many of them are there? Five? It's a lot of Ambersons. Twelve? Ambersons, young and old, hold the fate of this small town. No, it's Indianapolis. It's a big town. But at the, at the time, it was small. So. This smallish town in their iron fist because... Oh, I don't know. They're poisoning the water supply. I'm going to say... I'm not interested in period pieces. Can I, can I help? Maybe it's... Uh, I was thinking they were gaslighting the entire community. They have a monopoly on leather... Indiana is a big basketball uh, state, so they so they they they're basically holding the state hostage because they have this leather monopoly. That's pretty nefarious. Yeah, they're also poisoning the water supply and gaslighting the population. They're actually basically the whole thing with the Ambersons is that they have to each individually come up with a single scheme that will terrorize the entire town so they're running about 12 of them at once and then they all intersect in various unforeseen but comical darkly comical ways over the course of the film eventually canceling each other out and leaving everybody very tired but no harm done and it's a profound meditation on the state of American capitalism at the turn of the 20th century there appear to be 8 Ambersons it's between 5 and 12 yeah kind of nailed it actually well nine would have been slightly better all right i guess we can take a little bit of a music break and we'll be back in a little bit so we will see you guys very soon And we're back. On Low Level Rage. Just a short two-song musical interlude. Two two pleasant songs. Lighter fare. I feel like we often play more aggressive music. Um... 
But tonight, uh, uh, a softer touch. We heard John Cale, Wales' own John Cale. Two Welsh, uh, Wales-associated acts tonight, McCluskey being the other one. John Cale with Hanky Panky, Know How. From the all-time classic album, Paris 1919. Starting off our second music set, Prefab Sprout, one of the worst band names ever. With Looking for Atlantis. The first track off of their classic album, Jordan, colon, The Comeback. Which is, um, here's how I have uh, to say about both those albums. Uh, Paris 1919, one bad song. If you can guess what song I think is the bad song on Paris 1919, you win a prize. You get one guess. You can guess in the chat, I guess, since no one's going to call in. Um, and Jordan Cullen, the comeback, has like, it's like a half good and half crap. So really, I, I called it a classic album. Eh. Not really a classic. The great songs are great, though. Whatever prize this is that you might be winning, bear in mind that it might be a trap. To clarify, there is one bad song on John Cale's classic album, Paris 1919. If you can guess it, you can win a prize. Have I decided what the prize is yet? No, I have not. I will make him deliver on this promise, though. I will. There's a bad song. It's not good. We'll see if anyone wins. I think that uh, Brian we should Dave have more low-level rage contests. Should actually, it seems Brian in the uh, in the chat is is furious at the idea that there is a bad song on Paris nineteen nineteen. It's objectively true. It's been proven. With an attitude like that, Brian, you're never going to win the contest. You don't have to agree that it's bad. You just have to get inside of the head yeah. of Tim and think, what song would Tim think's bad? Think about the kind of music I play on this show. Think about um, the kind of music I don't play on this show. Think about the kind of music Lauren plays on this show. Think about the kind of music that Lauren doesn't play on this show. What song on John Cale's all-time classic album, Paris 1919, would I hate Anyway, moving on. Meanwhile, uh, while we were, we should we should have a contest and make it like a, a call in thing. Yeah, yeah. I think this I, one this one can happen in the chat. Yeah, I think this one can be in the chat. Next time we have a contest, there will be a prize. Since apparently we have to bribe people to call in now. Um, that's how a lot of radio works. That's a though. really good point. You're right. It's, it's I, I, I shouldn't. I say, like the idea of a contest. I shouldn't say that like it's a, a shameful thing. You'll get a low level rage style prize. Yeah. So bear that in mind. But I promise that I won't allow Tim to just put like stuffed trash into an envelope. I wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do it. But it is funny to me. 
He might. I I might send just like a smushed up beer can. Uh, I might send my DVD of Clerks, which I do own on DVD. Is that what's on the table here? No, I would I would do a nicer price than that. Um, Brian David. It's not quite a, it's not quite trash. I hope I can use your full name. I apologize if I, if I if I shouldn't. If you want me to go back and and uh um beep that out, I, I I actually will do that. So just let me know, Brian. Um, Brian has guessed Child's Christmas in Wales. And he is. Drum roll, please. Incorrect. Sad. I really wanted you <laughs> to, to win, be, Brian, because you were the only person playing this to game. To have to send him something as a prize. Should I reveal the answer, or should I just... Uh, no, everybody uh, else, quick, go look up the Wikipedia and just guess at random. <laughs> the worst thing that yeah, can happen is that you don't get anything. There's six people in the chat, I think. Uh, Brian, you were wrong. You shouldn't be happy. You should be sad. Don't tell him how to feel about his <laughs> life. You stop it, Tim. <laughs> I like Child's Christmas in Wales. It's a good song. Just because it's good doesn't mean sometimes you want... You don't want to skip it. Yeah. I won't let him send clerks. Clerks either. would not be yet. We're not going to send clerks for this anyway. It would be something... Uh, for this, it, I don't know what I'd send. One step up from trash. I will, Here's what I'll do. If, if... For this, if someone guesses it, I will write you a song... And then uh, put it on a cassette and send it to you. It'll just be one song on a cassette. That's actually a pretty good prize. I'll do that. Yeah. If you've heard my music, it might not be a good. Uh, it might be something Ooh, you want. Can I, can I like play? Can I like play a tin can in the background? Can I like do yeah, a percussion sure, yeah, track? Yeah, we can both play on it. Yeah, that's a great. We idea. will. We will make you a song. Yeah. If you, we'll say for the, for the actual contest, we'll do that. This one. This one, it will be yeah. whatever. We'll send you something. Um, awesomer. That's is, not a guess. It's not really a guess. I'm not gonna say no. I didn't say you can't. You can't. You can't. You can't like dance around the guess, right? You can't half guess. Tim is a man of fearsome opinions yeah. and an even fiercer disposition. I'm not gonna even acknowledge Awesomer's half guess. If you want to guess, you got to guess, man. I think that's not. I think that's not a guess. I think that's a genuine no. request for you not to hate the title. I'm not gonna give any hints. Okay. We know it's not Child's Christmas. Christmas in Wales. This might, this might take us to the end of the program. Just people guessing. People, people actually refusing the to song. Guess. Yeah, no one. Like you could literally just look up the album on Wikipedia and pick a song. That's what I just said. I know. You should all do it. I'm repeating. It's it's just this is good radio. You gotta you gotta like uh, a little bit of repetition makes for good radio. I'm looking it up. I might enter the contest. That's fine. You can do that. We're not including the bonus tracks from the 2006 release? No, absolutely not. Um, I should say, let me clarify. When I say bad song, I mean song that I don't like and that I skip. I'm not saying like it's some sort of objective, like you, I have an algorithm or something. Ten minutes ago, you just claimed that it was objective. No, it's bad. It's a bad song. I'm going back, I'm going back to that now. <laughs> it's a bad song. If I have to make an argument for why it's bad, I will. 
I'd rather not. So, okay, so you know that it's not Child's Christmas in Wales, and you know no. it's not Hanky Panky Know How because Tim one. just played yeah. that. Yeah, it's like, there's like what, like uh, eight other songs? Something like that? Not even. There are seven, seven. more songs. Okay, yeah. Between you guys. It's pretty close. I might refuse to move on until someone guesses the song I don't like on John Cale's classic, all time classic album, Paris 1919. The bad song. One bad song. Figure it out. And let us know what your guess is. I'm crippled from guessing because I can't look up these yeah. songs and listen to them. I might have to I am on the radio. Since, since, uh, yeah. I will say, when we were, when we were uh, during the music break, Lauren and I were talking about... It's, it, it, I, you know, as much as I hate to actually talk about phenomenon on Twitter, I'm strangely fascinated with the uh, the phenomenon of. I, hate, I gotta stop saying phenomenon. I guess I, I guess it could be the plural phenomena of uh, the Twitter lyrics or quotes bots like Twitter accounts that are just like U2 lyrics and then they'll like also RT Huffington Post articles and I, I'm just I'm sort of wondering just in a, in a broad sense the kind of person who starts a Twitter bot for like Nietzsche quotes or my perennial favorite Lydia Lunch quote. <laughs> yeah, with one tweet. It's just one. <laughs> they start. That might be. That might be the only good one. Is the is the Lydia Lunch quote, where it just. I want to look up what the one quote is on there now, like really bad. Lydia Lunch quote, Twitter. Famously, one of our uh, fifty. Was it fifty? How many did we do? Or thirty? The the worst Twitter 20. accounts. Twenty. Was it twenty? You did twenty. Oh, did twenty. Okay. One of which is Larry Sanders of the Milwaukee Bucks, and I stand by that one. Oh, it has three tweets now. Oh! I swear it only had one. It did. Okay. I thought. The first quote on Lydia Lunch Quotes. Oh, it has a swear. We can swear. We, 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 this is like and it a, doesn't make sense. No. I'm going to say it in like as a, you know, I'm going to give this quote the proper delivery. God, that second one's a doozy, though. The inside of my head has been punching the shit out of itself since I was a child. That makes more sense than I thought it did. I can't really see from here, so I misread one the of second the words. Tweet on Lydia Lunch Quotes. I really don't like her. That's not the quote. <laughs> this is the it quote. Could, it could be. She seems to not like a lot of people. Think your own thoughts. Oh, okay. All right. Wow. Ms. Ms. Everything I think in my brain is, is completely original. Okay. But think about what sort of person you are if it's you're a... retweeting a tweet bot account. <laughs> yeah. 
the content of its tweet that it's tweeting from somebody else that you're retweeting is think your own thoughts. Weird. Oh, we should probably. I'm gonna do that now. We're in like a whole, a whole new world of. I have a I have a better one here. I'm very upset. Guys, just enter this contest. Pick a song off of Paris nineteen nineteen and tell Tim that it's bad. I want to give Brian and Awesomer. I don't. I don't actually. I, I should know Awesomer's first name, but I don't. I don't think. You can just use the name presented to you. Yeah. I. I. I, uh, sh- I should know. I. Sh- I, I almost want to give Brian and Awesomer um, another guess, but I don't think I will. Brian has helpfully included the link to the Wikipedia page because you can't even be bothered to look it up on Wikipedia yourselves, for which I think you should give him another guess. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Good. Awesomer's Incognito. I will refer to you as Awesomer. I enjoy saying... See, this is what I was saying. Awesomer. Um, That's fantastic and fair. People don't want to be associated with this, with their names. If I could take it back, I would also be incognito. Yeah. I, hey, for all y'all know, I'm not really Tim, so. He's also a robot. Yep. Um, An incognito robot. A robot whose name is not Tim. No, I think I'm going to leave this open. And this is an open, an open contest. This is an open contest, Brian. So far, I'm, I'm just... Because both Lauren and Awesomer have suggested that I give Brian another guess, I'm not going to. Because I'm really contrary. Tim is mean. I'm not mean. I'm contrary. That just often makes me mean. Tim is mean. You're not the only one who can play this game. All right. All right. All right. right. Fine. 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 All right. Brian, you get one more guess. Once again. Once again. There's one bad song on John Kale's. All-time classic album, Paris 1919. What is it? I'm like halfway to a really good... Um, Terrifying, annoying, like, overblown announcer voice. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there, man. It's good. That one actually didn't make me want to curl up in a ball and die. Really? Which either means you're doing something right, Aww. or I am now just way too used to it. I, I, I just gave you one more guess, Brian. You have 30 seconds There's to guess again. There's a delay. Again. Is there? Right, There's a true. significant yeah, delay. Yeah, you're right. I forgot. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. This is great. I didn't expect this would... This would uh, uh, okay, we got another guess. Brian's second guess is Andalusia. And that answer is, drum roll. Incorrect. Oh. That is actually the song that brought me to John Cale. Via Hoboken's own Yola Tango. Because they covered it on, I think, Fake Book, maybe? I think that's right. It's a good cover. Sidebar, every time we do a drum roll... Fitz, who is lying on the bed next to me. My cat Fitz. Freaks completely he, he out. He hates it. He hates it. It's great. It is like a tiny apocalypse for him. 
each time one of you guesses. So that should be an added, yeah. added incentive. He gets over it immediately. So we know now it's not Andy Lucia. We know it's not Child's Christmas in Wales. And we know that it's not Hanky Panky Know How. Because I played that one on the show and I'm not a masochist. I'm not a musical masochist. If you guys don't guess and get it, we'll open it up after the program is concluded on Twitter. Yeah, there will be a prize. You will receive an object in the mail. You can get your friends to vote for you and sounds, split the proceeds. Sounds ominous, but <laughs> it won't be. Yeah, illegal. It won't, it won't be illegal, or you you won't be like. Ugh. I promise that will not be your reaction. Ugh. It'll be cool. Yeah. And we'll think of better contests other than this really <laughs> arbitrary one. What song does Tom hate? Does Tim hate this record? Whoa, about a record that maybe doesn't actually have bad songs on it. Oh, it does. It has one. One bad song. One bad song. We're not sure if it's objectively bad or if it is Tim bad. Oh, it's objectively bad. I keep... I know I'm, like, vacillating on that a little bit. I'm just going to stick with my guns from now on. Yeah, no, that's why I bring it up again because I feel like you've been really vague. It's bad. Bad song. Well... It, guys. it used to make my skin crawl, but now I, I I can I can hold my nose and stomach it. This is a man who listen, used to listen to Mati Fruvas. Once I was the king of Spain, which is actually skin crawling. It's big. Well, I feel like nothing on this record could be even no, close no, no, no. to it's that. Not, bad. It's, it's it's okay if that's the standard. Like that's setting the standard way if, too. If way that's too the standard, bad. no other music that no. has ever been made is bad. Moxie Fruvis is, I think, some of the most irritating music ever made, and not in like a interesting way. No, it's actually yeah. it's it's actually sort of interesting, precisely because there's nothing there. Yeah. And only therefore interesting in the most intellectual of ways and not worth entertaining. I mean, there's also bongos. It's like... I know. It's like a thing where it's It's a like, litany of bad things. Man. Like... Just be an acapella group. If you're going to be an acapella group, just be an acapella group. Get a guy to beatbox or something, Let's right? Let's take all of the bad things about acapella. Is there, are there no beatboxers in Canada? And add all of the bad things about live acoustic instrumentation yeah. and mash them together. Also, like... On one level, like the 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 bass singer in an acapella group is is the best is the best dude. Like he's always like the dude you like the most, right? But also he's doing stuff like, like that's not a thing you want to hear someone do with their voice. Correct. It's like Reggie Watts. Then it's fine. Also correct. Like that's terrible. That's not a thing that you should do. On that note. We have one minute left in the program. That's true, we do. I feel like that was an uncontroversial note on which to end. Everyone can kind of agree with that. Next week, normal time on Low Level Rage. The other the other uh, bass singer move in an acapella group is like having the one line that he sings really low. That's like a funny line, right? Like he'll break in with uh, like a, like a, um, like I say it's the King of Spain, like, always jamming with Moxie Fruvis. Like that kind of thing, right? Like he'll just, they'll all stop and he'll sing that. And it's funny because he's singing the lead yeah, for a see, moment. Yeah, see, I was you know? trying to discontinue this conversation because yeah. I actually really didn't want to have to think about that. <laughs> Sorry. That is the worst. 
Oh. And I'm done with this conversation right. now. That's perfect because we're done with the show. These are all the things about acapella that we should never revisit. Done with the show. Have done a with safe this conversation. And pleasant New Year's. Find things to call us about. Go crazy, guys, but don't go too crazy. Ride some public transportation for free. Uh, don't puke on yourself or anyone else. Be sure to thank your hosts at your New Year's party. Or don't go to a New Year's party. Tip your bartender. Check out our contest. Uh, yeah, and on be, Twitter at Low Level Rage. To be clear, next week's show is on a Friday, not a Saturday. The first show of 2015. Be there <gasps> or be square. Oh no! Perfect all, though. That's perfect. It's great. We almost made I'm it. I'm not mad. It, it, it ended right when it should have ended because. Next week's show is on Friday, and the show is over. <laughs>